0: Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Offroad Riding School, and today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com onlinecourses online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time, but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Better Writer Podcast. I'm Jimmy Lewis, and this is George Justice. And George is one of our longtime coaches. Uh, he has a really interesting story about how he came around and, I would say, uh, clinged on. He's uh, now, uh, how long have you been co- uh, coaching with us? You know, I don't even know.
1: <laughs> I really don't. Because somebody, I was talking to Jimmy Tyler just the other day, and he said he crashed two years ago. And I know... I was well into this before he crashed. Yeah, so I was it made me kind of start to go think with about four
0: it. or five years, but yeah, I think uh, at least. So you you have a you have a background in motorcycling. You you were a professional motorcycle rider in certain. Instances.
1: Yeah, I, I, unlike you, I'm still getting paid for motorcycle riding. Oh, I I, so, I, I, still, no, I, I still get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rode a motorcycle and got paid for it for a while in my career, and you may have seen me in your rear view mirror at times. But uh, I started as a kid on little you know little kid on the little mini bikes with the pull start motor and then kind of moved on from there my first dirt bike was a yamaha 360 that i still own and then i progressed kind of more into the street side went away from dirt never really competed or came from a racing background and then but you do have a police and fire
0: uh national championship
1: oh a gold medal yeah it's much better than these little isd things back here <laughs> but uh yeah i won that just a few years ago uh unlike the isd thing e- medals too my class only had one rider in it so oh but i did gold medal
0: and it's nice i'll, I'll wear it on one of the shows so what we're doing here with the this, these episodes of the Better Rider podcast is introducing you to some of our coaches. Um, as you can tell, we don't take ourselves, or at least George and I don't take ourselves too serious. Um, but we're going to kind of get into some things that will hopefully help you become a little bit of a better rider, uh, teach you a little bit of our, about our coaches. So uh, you can see we have a pretty diverse coaching staff that comes from a wide ranging background. And so when you are training with us or you're listening to us or watching us, uh, depending on how you're uh, getting this medium, um, you can hopefully learn something and have a good time uh, picking up on some motorcycle tips. So back to kind of how I fell into it. Um,
1: When I rode as an officer, you know, we trained, we had updates annually and everything like that. And with a lot of things in those kind of industries, we talk about it as uh, perishable skills you know, whether it's shooting, motorcycle riding or anything. So what, you know, you get complacent with yourself, you think you're doing good, but you need some third party really to kind of look at you and help you make adjustments and tweak. So that's why this class first attracted me. I came with some buddies, we went to it. The skills seem so basic, but yet hard to
0: turn into reactionary learn. You're saying that you probably weren't expecting a whole lot the first time you came to the class.
1: No, no, it wasn't so much that. I mean, you know, I, I didn't really know who you were. I knew, knew about some of the events, you know, you'd obviously done over the years. And, uh, yeah, I kind of expected something a little different, but it was all very basic, basic stuff. That's, that's hard to manage. And then, um, so I'd always encourage my buddies, and I still do, if there's a class you want to go take, I'll go with you because I'm not above learning something from anybody at any level, I feel. And so I've been to a number of classes like that where I just tag along. So I I do the same with my buddies and try and encourage them to come with me to this. And that's what I did with your classes for a
0: long time. So, of course, you you didn't need the class. Your buddies did. And you, you essentially herded them here.
1: Oh no, I needed the class. There was no doubt. And I remember pretty clearly the first class was because, you know, in the street background, at least in the group of people I rode around, you know, I wasn't really challenged, you know, so I, I felt I was at a pretty good place in that background. You know, if you don't surround yourself with higher level people, you never really improve. This is true. You know, you, you stagnate until you really realize how slow you are in the
0: big or, picture or, or it's and it's not necessarily slow. It's just skilled because with skill and practice and time doing whatever you're doing, you will get better. And when you're surrounding yourself with better people, uh, better riders in this instance, you can kind of pick some stuff up from just being around them. But until it's actually explained and this is what we try to do, then you can you know, that's that's where you kind of are able to improve. Yeah, there's certainly something to be said
1: for just street seat time, seat time and experience. But you really need somebody to kind of tap you on the shoulder, guide you in a certain way, point some things out. But I came with buddies to several classes and then brought my wife and started, you know, kept coming back and coming back. And you had had me do a couple of different drills at maybe a harder level or whatever, and then... At some point, you know, you just said, I think Heather approached you first and said, hey, you want to come out and help with the classes or.
0: Yeah. Something? And and what we noticed is you could tell that you'd gone and practiced the drills. You you had took some time to, to play with some of them and you'd gotten really good. And this is the thing with a lot of our coaches is that. You know whether they whether they're a young kid that comes along and their job is to pick up bikes and wash them at the end of the class and then they start learning how to demonstrate and then how to explain uh, what's right or wrong and it's a lot easier with an adult who you can see a big improvement in and then you know a couple of times and you you probably remember this it's like for your first couple of quote coaching I, you would stand next to me you, I would make you stand next to me and I go what what would you tell them. You know, because i I want to verify, right? Or what that. did I see there? What do you see? What are you seeing? And yeah. and and I want to make sure it's not the, the wrong answer because that can be uh, pretty detrimental. So when uh, when and this is the kind of the evolution of it. But you brought up a really good point when you were talking earlier is that is that with any type of training, you know, you call it a perishable skill, but then you also went back to what I feel is super important and a lot of time gets left out is you do have to go practice this stuff. Um, and some people think just going riding is is practicing and it is to a certain extent but if you really want to focus on getting better in any one area that's something you really need to practice and we try to make our drills fun uh, and kind of entertaining so that if you're out riding with your buddies you can kind of work on one of these drills maybe while you're waiting for everybody to get ready or waiting for everybody to catch up you can do some of these really basic things and i
1: definitely i do not make enough time to prepare to ride even much anymore because I got other things going on. But I definitely don't make the time to practice like I should, like the figure eights to sand and different things like that, that I should do. Uh, you know, and I watch you hanging out here and you're practicing all the time,
0: which is why you make some of and, this stuff look pretty easy. And I know? don't feel like I practice enough. I mean, right. I, 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 you know, I, I lucky I get to practice every time I do a school. I can so that practice. But I do, I actually... I enjoy doing this. The, the, the reason that we made these drills is it was stuff that I learned to teach myself, you know, to get better when I was racing or just to get more comfortable or to use less energy. And, and it, some of them are so easy yet they're so challenging to do right. You know, we're always talking about, you know, how to, how to feel like you can do it without your hands on the handlebars to, to do it without putting energy into the bike to, to essentially like float above the bike, all these very idealistic and euphoric feelings that you want to have. Well, I've had them before, and I don't want to lose them. And unless you And you feel
1: time. them slipping away as oh, yeah. time, Father Time catches up. Yeah, Father it's Time. It's a little hard
0: to stay on top. I don't know if it's Father Time as much as it is that you're just not doing it all the time. Yeah. you know. And and when you get really good at something, just your riding at that point is practicing because you you catch yourself. You've practiced it to such a high level that you while you're just regular riding, you catch yourself at that point then. Um, you know doing it properly so when you do it improperly the alarm goes off and then it's like hey I need to tune myself up a little bit and you know I never I don't have that race gene
1: you know that wants to push me that far above my comfort zone you know or just test I just don't really have that kind of competitiveness in me or at least if you know I feel like I don't I think everybody wants to get a little better at whatever they're doing particularly if you're on the awkward end of it but What you're so I didn't come here to go fast or to win races or you know, get more gold medals. (laughs) Um, and you know, I'm just a recreational rider off road. You know, I go out with some buddies and we go on trips or whatever, travel, camp, whatever. And it's just the teachings here have taken me to another level, and this is the best part of it. I'm not in fantastic shape or any kind of shape. I can ride all day and I'm not beat up because I'm not putting that much energy into the bike. Right. And the byproduct of that, which has just kind of been told to me over these years, is they're like, when would you get fast or something? (laughs) Because with a lot of the people I ride with that are stagnant or whatever, I've now gotten
0: faster because my comfort level and control level there's, has gone up a little bit. There's a couple couple things that this kind of plays to is that is that is that even when I work with racers, it's like I, I have to break them down and get them to understand that learning how to, you know, go go you know, slow is fast, like slow and done properly becomes fast. And we we talk about this a lot that if if you're a high level guy and you're at the ragged edge you don't, you can't improve, but if you're a high level guy and you've gotten up there without being at the ragged edge, you still have room to improve. And that even trolls down to when, like where you're at, you know, you just want to feel safer, more comfortable. And, and by doing that, you're making less mistakes. You're using less energy net net. You're not stopping as much. You're not having bad experiences. And that leads to being, you know, less tired and, your your speed will pick up comfortably but you don't you don't feel like you're going any faster right and in you know in this world the
1: people i'm sitting around with here i'm not fast you know but in other worlds and where i came from i've seen this progression in my comfort level which has led to being faster but i'm safer i'm much safer at these speeds than i was even going slower before i came here off-road right
0: you know Another thing. So you, you have extensive training and experience on the street and then, you know, having, having a dirt bike background from when you were younger and stuff and then go, getting off for a while and then coming back to dirt bikes. How would you explain that to someone? Um, I know how I explain it to people that, that are coming from a street background and all of a sudden they see all these dirt roads and places they can go off road and they say, Hey, well, what, what do I have to do to learn? Like how, how does that work for, for you? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're really two different sets of
1: skill sets and you know you see that a lot of the even road racers do a lot of dirt training and then go to the road and and then they excel at the road i don't think people typically go the other way where they do all their training on the street and then excel in the off-road world but maybe they do but it's two different sets of skill
0: sets it's a may it it i mean it largely has to do with the amount of traction you have is oh absolutely fundamental reason but it, it, it's. I always notice that people that come from a street background are really intimidated when they get in the dirt because the bike is all of a sudden, you know, sliding around. You're, you have less traction and it moves around a little bit. It's kind of a, if your bike were doing that on the road, you would feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, as a street rider, and you
1: know, it happens when your bike you lose a tire two or three inches out of the track that it's supposed to be on with traction. That's a pucker thing that immediately you know, you're going to react to it or whatever wears in the dirt to stay comfortable through that, which is going on all the time. Yeah. If if you can carry that over to the road, now you can see how much more you can push that motorcycle.
0: Yeah. And it, it's it's when it does happen, if you have dirt experience, since this is happening all the time in the dirt, your reaction is probably a lot better than if you don't have any dirt experience and that little bit of slide or slip yeah. becomes panic you know, it's doing it all the time. So just you riding off-road gives you this sort of natural reaction to, you know, it, it happens so quick. It has to be instinctive. You cannot like have to stop and think about, you know, what you need to do at that point. And this is where having some off-road background really comes into play. And then it just, if you, if you're so used to, you know, having a street bike that's heavier, it's, it's more stable, you know, you have a lot of speed and momentum coming along. And once you go off-road, you, don't have a lot of those characteristics all the time and you know having getting that experience and learning that hey you can slow down and you're not just going to tip over you you know the bike can slide around and it's not going to slide out from underneath you
1: it still amazes me how much traction you can get off road in a lot of circumstances you know from my experience before you know if i looked at a little gravel on the road before it would be a high level alert yeah (laughs) and now i look off road and there's a big whatever going across the sand
0: it's all all gravel it's all sand it's It's, all yeah
1: it's it's and it amazes me what kind of traction you can really get if you can put it to the ground yeah
0: and so the things that we that we kind of focus on this in this class are are balance and traction oh i thought it was speed and momentum is the key (laughs) No. no 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 yeah balance and traction and and it's it's really easy to just not talk about this at all or just throw it out the window, which I think a lot of people do. And they do focus on speed and momentum. They tell you just go a little bit faster. And I would say if go, just go a little bit faster is the answer, then, then do that. Just go a little bit faster. Even when you're going really fast and there's a problem, I would not recommend trying to go a little bit faster. It's, it's uh, Because at that point, the, the balance kind of runs out and the traction goes away. And those two things are hand in hand and then bad things start happening. So um, we try to keep it, like I said, like you talked about earlier, we keep it very, very simple balance and traction. And then we always say that the motorcycle does four things. It accelerates, it decelerates. You can initiate a turn and then you can control a turn. And we separate them in those four things because I've found through all of my training and experience that, I can explain anything that a motorcycle does using those. Now I think everybody always goes and watches the super high level guys, whether it's, you know, a, a Graham Jarvis or, you know, you know, a Eli Tomac doing stuff at motocross tracks and, and, you know, different high level stuff. And they go, well, what he's doing? Well, he's the best in the world and he's blending and blurring the lines of where these things happen. We're not there yet. We're, we still need to do those things individually and, and, you know, break them down into their into their essence and get really good at doing each thing. So you, it becomes instinctive, and then you can worry about trying to do the next thing. Because when somebody says, "Well, I want to," you know, wheel off and do a pivot turn around, you know, and around this uh, tree stump, and it's like, okay, so wh- what what are we what are we going to work on? And well, there's balance and traction, two primary things. And then it's like, well, if you want the bike, the front wheel to come up, that's an acceleration. And then you have to initiate a turn. Of course, now your front tire should be in the air, but how do you get your front tire in the air before you even worry about this? You know, that's a that's a, a burst of power timed with well-controlled clutch use. And and you you start thinking about it. And there's some rear brake involved in all of this, and that's timing and timing and coordination, time and coordination, time and coordination. That's where the practice comes in.
1: So you mentioned earlier we got pretty diverse. I mean, the only reason I'm here you know, it's not for you or Heather or anything. Comedic. No, belief. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to, you know, trip you up when I can. It's very gratifying to see people pick up on something and a light bulb go off. People that, you know, make themselves a better rider.
0: We call it that aha moment. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you see, you see it like, and, and generally, you know, in our classes, our, our in-person classes out here in Prump, Nevada, um, which we run in the cooler months of the year. and, and you You watch the students, and sometimes, like the minute they hit the dirt, they're petrified, or they're a good rider, and they think they're doing it right, and you just you know you you know you see them the minute they go in the dirt, you see this body position change mm. you know and or or an improper body position, and it's these are the other thing that you know you you guys have created, and it's good
1: is I'm confident because I test it, we talk about it during the classes and everything. Our, our advice is very consistent across the board. There's nobody just throwing something weird in there. If you, if Jimmy looks at you and says the body positions out or whatever, and Jim was across away way or Matt or Heather, or I, Jimmy Tyler, anybody, Logan way across the way. And somebody separately asks them they go, yeah, the body positions out. Or the guy's wrist is down. I mean, every now and then we spot different things, but we're really consistent. And that's not always the case when you go to some of these schools. Sometimes it's just a free-for-all or a marketing thing, and you just get what you get. Um, So I I really like that. And the other thing I really like about your class is you're not afraid to let it evolve. It's not like you got a cookie-cutter thing, and you don't evolve some of the drills or the way we present them. To people,
0: we're and it changes a lot. Yeah, we're constantly learning from our students, and and hopefully in a few episodes, I'm going to have one of my coaches who started with us, um, you know, literally 15, 17 years ago, who is for the class we're having this week, and he's going to come back in and observe the class this weekend. He brought his girlfriend to take the class. He's smart. You don't want to try to teach your own girlfriend that that'd be like me teaching my wife how to ride, which she knew how to ride pretty well before I got a hold of her. I just made it worse for a while, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an episode with him to talk about how the school has evolved. Because I, I, he's gonna be blown away by. Yeah, you're
1: not even gonna let him talk to students this weekend. No, he's changed so much.
0: Yeah, he used to
1: be one of our coaches, and and the (laughs) the principals haven't changed. I don't think, but maybe the way some of the drills are done. And then I want to know where time went because it seems like we used to have so much time to kind of ride, you know, into lunch, out to lunch. And around between different drills, we had a lot of and all that times just gone because we got so much material
0: you can't get we through can, it all we can yeah we can barely get through all of our and drills the in a sec- day. we we don't actually we yeah. don't we always have we literally have drills in reserve, and each class kind of has its own dynamic, you know depending on you know the skill level of where people want to improve or 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 you know kind of different techniques they they really focus on we we can kind of tailor the school to um adjust to those needs but it's it's been it's been 20 long years of learning that and our students kind of teach us this and I'm I'm always I enjoy getting a really good tough question from from a student when they they come and they say hey and and I beg you to do this with whoever you're learning to ride from when they tell you to do something whatever it is ask them why and and this is what we do this is a lot of times when I say hey what are they doing and you'll explain it like you know you see that a lot of times the wrists are down or or, you know, they, they, they're not re- gripping or re-gripping or they're trying to grab the bike with their knees and they're squatting or, you know, all different kinds of things. Say, what's wrong? You identify it. How do you fix it? We have a couple of solutions. And then I always... We'll go, why, why would you do that? And I want the kind of the answer, because if a, if a student asks you this, this is something that you should be able to do. You know, like, I don't know, it's just because like, well, that's the way and, I do it.
1: Yeah, if we don't know, we send them to somebody else. You know, if you just don't have an ant, can't figure it out, you have them try somebody else. And we're all diverse. Uh, people learn differently just from hearing it from somebody different. This you know, is and, definitely and true. The Georges and the gyms and stuff—we're kind of the mortals of this world. You know, I mean, you've done your stuff at a super high level, mm-hmm.
0: and we're just kind of and riders, of, old of, <laughs> guys, and short-legged guys. And, and a lot of times, people see me—you know—they—they they, they see me do something, and they think they're doing it exactly the same. And and I you know, and when I'm demonstrating, I try to demonstrate wrong, and I—you <laughs> know—we call it goon riding or just doing something. I do it. I show the don'ts and, and people laugh and it's kind of funny, but it's it's, it's how they, what they're doing. It's what they're yeah. doing and they don't realize it because it's and we know the only reason I know this is from watching it for so long. And it's it's as hard for me to do that. I literally have to practice doing it the, the, the wrong thing because every instinct in my body, it's a it's an alarm going off. It's like, don't you know, don't do this bad. You know, it's a lot of times because bad things can happen and I know, you know I know how to catch it. When it does, but and you—that's where you come in. You always like, hey, I'm Jimmy, always going, you, yeah. yeah. Hey, why don't you do that a little bit faster? Why don't you, yeah, do instead that of my, starting out <laughs>
1: right? Why don't you crank the wheel that way, lean the bike away from it, and now rip off and yeah. go
0: and just—and he usually does it to some I'll degree. I'll try. Yeah. I, I will try it because I want to <laughs> see. And I'll try it at a safe level to to see how the bike reacts, how I react, what the proper thing is, um, you know, for a learning experience. I want to. Uh, you know, I want to be able to teach better. I think, you know, I want to be able to explain it. And you guys are the same way. I see, you know, I see you guys practicing some of this stuff sometimes. Because you're like, you, we watch it. We watch a student, like, do something. And like, hey, did you see that? And it's like, no. And, and like, try it. <laughs> you know, and, and half of it is to the point where we sometimes try these things that are completely wrong. And we want to feel what it feels like. Because how can... How can you actually do that without feeling like you're going to really wreck or do something bad? You, you know that sensation where you're, Yeah, I don't you, want, I you, don't want to try I don't need to try that. I've you, spent most of my dirt riding doing it wrong, so But you didn't know. Yeah. A lot of times you didn't know until you were told. It felt it felt comfortable, but once you do it the right way and that's where they have this aha moment, all of a sudden you can you feel like you can loosen up on the bike, you can relax on the handlebars. You, you respect what the throttle can do how well the brakes can work all the the little things so it's you know acceleration deceleration initiating the turn which is really how you control the bike 90 percent of the times and then that that rare awkward time when you get to really purely control a turn which you do all the time on road but it's a it's a rare moment off-road that you get this but it sure is nice to do this and have that aha moment but
1: i encourage if you're going to come one the i know these classes None of these classes are just cheap. If they're cheap, then you better really look at what you're going to get out of it. You know, we see advertisements and guys running these clinics and everything, and there's no way they're insured. There's no way they got permits. There's no. But anyway, in the long run, there's no better bang for your buck than getting some proper training at whatever level. And I encourage you to come out, bring a couple of buddies so you got somebody there that can remember some of these and you can watch each other and tell when you're doing things wrong and maybe adjust each other. And then maybe plan to ride the desert for a few days afterwards, come out here a day or two early, ride around, get comfortable on your bike, come to the class for a couple of days and then go out, right. You know, got Death Valley on the, on the porch the hill, out here man. and, and, uh, and do that. What you don't want to do necessarily is come out here, go to the class, go back to your busy life and not ride for a year or six months or whatever. I mean, that's okay. You
0: know, we'll gladly
1: take you in and you'll learn things, but it does, always it, want does to require do a,
0: it does require a little bit of practice, you know, in the practice, you know, is it, you, you get like an injection here. And then, and then, well, shortly after that, if with a little bit of practice, it'll start kind of sticking. It, it, it really um, starts working. And when, when you do, you, you know you can come out here and do our classes but pretty soon we are going to have our entire cur- curriculum up online in an online class currently we have a beginner rider class and this is for uh you know very novice riders we like to say if you've never touched a motorcycle before or the touching of a motorcycle hasn't been that productive this is a great way to learn and get yourself started on the right foot um the balanced right foot or the balanced left foot. Cause we always talk about one foot on the ground. And uh, with every episode uh, we like to throw in a little bit of a nugget. And I think the, uh, the nugget I was, I was thinking about giving for this one was when the, the one of the, 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 like we keep talking about the practice and, and, you know, wanting to, to, you know, get better with, with all, all of our drills, um, we kind of incorporate some sort of a balance thing into it, and a lot of times we don't really talk about that. Um, we we explain that they all have them in there, but we talk about a balance thing. But if you find yourself um, wanting to go out and put the put the rudders out, you know, both feet out mm-hmm. when you when you stop, and we're we're really particular about this because we feel like it's a bad habit. Um, and you start watching people that that are that are, eh, they they've kind of begun to crash. They amplify it by taking their feet off the foot pegs. And when you take your feet off the foot pegs, you've lost most of the control of the motorcycle. So when you're riding, um, you want to. the tip you want to do is focus on never both feet off the foot pegs. Uh, you can – and don't give me the – I watched the best riders in the world do this. They're doing something completely different. I'm just talking about you everyday riding. Stop taking both feet off the foot pegs at any time, even just when you come to a stationary stop, because at that point, what that's telling somebody who's an experienced coach watching you is you don't know which direction the bike is leaning. And you don't even realize this until you start trying to pay attention to it. You have to we call it pick a side. You have to understand which side is which. And whether you're riding in motion or you're coming to a stop, uh, this is one of those techniques. Well, and I, I see the opposite, too, where I, I think as
1: soon as a bike starts to roll, you should pick up your, your feet and put them on your controls, i.e. foot pegs, brake shifter, when you start to move. And then as you're stopping, you put down a foot when you need to. You don't put them out there and flail them around. Now you're just giving up probably your back brake, you know. Things like that, the opportunities to really
0: move your foot around and everything else. So when the motorcycle's moving, put your feet up. Really hard to stand up with only one foot on the foot pegs. Yeah. So and I I know I know George really takes this serious because your legs are all of about what twelve inches long.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's like (laughs) twenty-seven. I have a real short inseam. That's the other thing. I used to think I needed to lower my bikes but now i just ride stock bike bikes you know sprung for my weight they're pretty high uh it's a little more work getting on but if it's in balance it's nothing and i just don't put my feet down that often
0: Yep, that's right and so with that we are going to uh sign off hopefully see out here at one of our classes or in one of our online classes as we get them out and rolling and uh we will see you out in the trail so uh, cheers thanks